Hello and welcome to Peace of No Mind. Peace of No Mind. Peace of No Mind. Peace of No Mind. Hello and welcome to Peace of No Mind. My name is Ray Tanner. Hit us up at Peace of No Mind Show on Instagram and Peace of No Mind on Twitter. And you know what? If you like today's podcast, don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Peace out. Peace of No Mind. I have got a hero in front of me. Do you want to tell everyone your name and what you do just briefly? Um, so yeah, my name's Alex Manzi and I am the host of Dreamers Disease podcast. Um, I'm also a life coach or positive mindset coach. I don't really enjoy the term life coach. And yeah, that's it really. And I put out loads of kind of, I guess, inspirational content via Instagram mainly. You know what? The the question I ask everyone who comes on Peace of No Mind, and I'm probably looking forward to your answer the most, bro, because you're you, like, there are things that I've seen in your Instagram videos um, and I've read in bits of your book and you're you're insightful you've got a lot of time to think about the context in which people living and the world is so when i ask you this bro mm. i'm expecting the best uh, no pressure no, i'm then. joking no pressure bro no pressure but what is a peace of mind to you sir and how is it best achieved peace of mind to me is living more in the moment like don't get caught up in the thoughts don't get caught up in the anxiety of like your future don't hang on to things from your past unnecessarily. Like we do all of this and what we don't really understand is that our thoughts and our feelings create our external reality. So like you could be walking down the street and you accidentally bump into someone. You could either be, oh man, what's that, that person? And like carry that with you all day and be really annoyed. Or you could just like brush it off. Like it's not the situation that has caused your thoughts and your feelings. Your thoughts and feelings have caused how you've seen the situation. We tend to live the other way around where we live in this external world of trying to do more things and get more things and be more things and all of this stuff to make us this picture of happiness and success but we don't focus on the actual foundation of where all of that truly comes from which is inside us and hey, no, that's big that was what I was it took expecting. me a long time to figure that out man to yeah. be honest like man I've been through so much stuff in my life and it took me so long to figure that out like that I create my reality and my thoughts not me my thoughts are creating my reality and and that you have more control over your thought process. Yeah, well, you do, but you, you don't because your mm -hmm. thoughts generate randomly. It's mm -hmm. like, I, I'm not, like, I don't know what my next thought's going to be. It's just come into my head and then that comes with a feeling. But our, our brains are basically programmed to allow thoughts to come and go and come and go like passing traffic. If you're standing on the side of the street, traffic's going to pass you. That's like your thoughts. They come and go just like that. But what we do is we take that thought and we put it into a washing machine in our head and we let it go round and round and round and round and round and we focus on it again and again and again and again and we let it take control of us give it the power that it doesn't deserve instead we should just like just let it pass let it come let it go let it pass because another thought's going to pop up and that will come with a different feeling and, and when you do start to to live in those moments where you start to put more power on the thoughts they're the ones where you start to feel more anxious and more uptight and more you know overthinking and all that stuff mm. whereas when you're fully in the flow like the, the times where you probably have like the most 
in tune experience in your life is when you're fully in the flow and you don't even realize your thinking's happening. It's just yeah. come, like now, like, I, I don't know what I'm thinking or what's happening and we're just having the conversation because I'm in it. Do you know what I mean? Having such a good time. Yeah, basically. That's, hey. yeah. No, but that's it. That's like, you know, yeah. that's why um, time flies when you're having fun. It's because yeah. you don't realize it's all just happening. Do you mm. see what I mean? That They're the moments that you try or should be trying to live in more of. Yeah. So you saying all of that, and you did touch upon like, it hasn't always been like this. Mm. Like it, it wasn't as though you, from 15 years of age, you were like, this is how I view the world. Or maybe that was, um, how, how is your journey? So the best way I could put it is that on paper, my life should be great, right? Cause you look at everything that I've got, I've got a really good family. I've been brought up really well. I've had good jobs. I've had really good girlfriends. I've had, you know, all of the things, all the boxes you tick, you know, if you, you could even go deeper than that and say, I'm white, I'm male. You know, I've got, <laughs> no, do you know what I mean? Like all yeah, of yeah, these yeah, yeah. social constructed privileges and all of this stuff in my life. So on paper, you would see that and go, this guy's life must be great. But it hasn't been like, I've put myself through so much turmoil and like depression and anxiety. And then, because my life on paper should be amazing, it's created more term, turmoil and depression and anxiety because I'm like, well, why why aren't I happy? Because my life should be, mm -hmm. it is, look at it, it should be a happy life and all of this stuff. So it sent me on this, 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 this downward spiral which got to a breaking point about five, six years ago with a girlfriend I was with at the time where I just broke down in front of her while we were having like a, I wouldn't call it an argument, I'd call it a heated discussion. A heated debate. He, heated discussion. <laughs> And um, I kind of just broke down in front of her. And it was the first time I'd openly admitted what I'd been going through, not only to someone else, but to myself. And it was just like a sense of relief, a sense like all the emotions just came out in one. Basically, I was crying, but I was like relieved, but I was scared, but I was like vulnerable, but I was like excited, but fearful, but like so much all at once. So that was the moment where I'd completely unpackaged everything. Like that was boiling point. I'd unpackaged everything. So the way I've described it before is like having a, a Lego house that's been built completely wrong and it's all just come falling down. And now I had the opportunity to, to build it again properly, brick by brick. So I had to really take some time to focus on my development, myself, my my mindset, but my at everything. That, at that time, so let's say, let's take it back to you're in this, your girlfriend's house at the time, you've broken down. Did she know how to support you? And were you going through like turmoil for years before yeah, then yeah, or is it like that. mainly something to do with that relationship that made you look at yourself? no i think i think that the, the relationship was circumstantial to be okay. honest i think that was the time i needed to for that to happen because it it, it also just so happened that she was obviously going through her own stuff as well and her mum was a therapist so i couldn't have been in a better household to have that discussion yeah. so then literally we went downstairs like and half an hour later her mum sat you down yeah like... she was like right let's go chat to my mum so we went and spoke to her mum her mum was like right tell me everything so yeah. I, I tried to explain how i felt and da, 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 and she recommended me to another therapist that she knew and that set me off on on this path the therapy for me didn't work out so i stopped doing it after like three four sessions and i went down a different path that's, of like, that's not to say that it no might not it just, be, so. for me i probably wasn't it wasn't the right time for me for that it mm. wasn't possibly the right therapist that you know there's a lot of different answers and i like to think that i will go to therapy one day but i just went on a a path of self-discovery and I, and that was the moment where i actually realized the whole actually my thinking is what's causing everything it's not my circumstance because like i said on paper everything should be great so it's mm. not it can't be what's happening on the outside of my life it must be happening on the inside so i had to discover that myself that moment was happened at that time because it that's when it needed to happen basically and it was a build-up of another i'd probably say another five six years before that 
And it that just kind of spiraled and spiraled and spiraled slowly. But without me realizing, that's the key thing. I didn't realize it was happening. That's why when I had that moment of the breakdown or breakthrough, whatever you, you want to call it, I had that sense of relief. And that, like I said, it was the first time I'd openly admitted it to myself as well as to someone else. And it was just like this overwhelming feeling. Was there anyone you were like, yo, this is what I'm going through. I'm going through a hard time at the moment. I feel I might need, or I need to just at least speak to someone about it. Well, exactly. And that was part of it. It was like, I didn't, I still didn't. I hadn't really spoken to anyone else about it. Mm. And it took me a while. It probably took me like another, I don't know, man, like six to nine months, maybe to even mention it to my friends and like chat to them. And even that, it was, it was kind of like a fleeting conversation. Yeah. It wasn't like a sit down chat. It was like, I remember we were, we were at a pub and we were going to a football match and the conversation came up and I just started telling them about it. it. And like how, you know, how my life had kind of unfolded. It took, it took a while, man, is the honest answer. And it's, yeah. it was hard, man, because it's like, you know, and this, is, this goes down to, again, the upbringing. It's like, for men, we're told that we should be a certain way. And it's like, when you experience this moment of vulnerability, you don't know how to deal with it. And you don't, you, you don't feel like you can confide in anyone to talk about it because it's, it's a weakness or it's perceived as a weakness. And then you're going to be, are they going to judge me about this? Mm -hmm. But again, that's not, the situation isn't determining that it's yeah. my thinking of the situation it is but even sometimes when you're speaking to someone they might not know how to unpackage that and yeah. give you the best result so or answer something yeah, to yeah. help you like give you some comfort exactly. you might speak to a boy who actually does care like your boy but he's just like oh bro yeah that is sad yeah man like yeah that's that might not be enough and that might not be what you need at the time yeah. so yeah, you went on this path and you started to rebuild yourself. And what would you say, maybe a year? Like, how long did that oh, process man, that re take? That rebuilding process was like probably, <clears throat> I reckon about a year and a half, two years, maybe even longer, to be honest. Because that moment was like before my birthday, like five, six years ago. And it was in the summer, uh, about three years ago, where I sort of got to the end of that transition period. So that year and a half before that would have been like the discovery phase it took me a year and a half to like accept and acknowledge what what the hell was going on and then it probably took me another year and a half to kind of come through the the other side of it so it was a lot a long transition it wasn't something that just happened overnight yeah is it still a process now where you're would you say you're in a, in, in a place now that's unmovable or would you say it's still some things you need to implement that and help you ground yourself every time you might feel a little bit wayward? Yeah, 100%. I think it's an, it's always an ongoing pro process, man. It's like a lifelong quest. It's like, it's a never ending journey. It's not like you arrive at a destination and then all of a sudden everything's solved. That journey's continuous. There isn't a destination. You had a sick video that I liked the other day and it was you speaking to this this mentor I think. yeah yeah and he was talking about finding a purpose in life yeah so some people are like yo like i, I need to work out what my purpose is and then they rack their brain and it causes them that distress and then they feel like they're just completely lost and that could be a downward spiral and like, yeah so again we were talking about this idea of your thoughts create your reality and the, the way he kind of described it is that there isn't a purpose out there in the world waiting for you to to find it like a Pokemon going like catch it with your Pokeball. <laughs> like it's, it's not how it works, right? It's actually like you live with purpose. You don't have a purpose. So you live in that moment. Like whatever you're doing, you give it your attention and you, you, you're fully concentrated in it. That is living with purpose. Living for a purpose is a completely different thing. And for me, it's the wrong way to go around it because you're continually searching for something to make you happy. And that's not how it works because like I said, that that's an external factor that you're relying on to make you happy. But your happiness comes from inside of you 
and your your thoughts and your feelings. That's the only place it exists. Everything else is just like a a myth. And who is that guy, by the way? So like, he he's he, uh, he's my mentor, John Dashfield, and he's um, an experienced life coach. And he's so he's really he's really interesting character. Right? I was having a conversation with him today, funnily enough, just to catch up. And he used to teach, uh, used to coach people, giving them loads of like practices and you know tips and advice and things that they can do to kind of create this inner happiness but then he discovered for himself this inside out you know way of living which is like your thoughts and your feelings create you know your happiness and he's the one who kind of in introduced me to the the principles of it and and what it's about and where you can read and understand more of it because i've kind of always lived my life in that way just hadn't known how to put a you know a, a something on it on the podcast there's there's four parts to our conversation the first one was about time the second one was um breaking down overthinking the third one is about purpose and the fourth one is about um trust in the process so that question that you had earlier of like how do you know that something you can't just rely that something's going to happen like there, there has to be a certain extent of planning it's behind stuff trusting the, the world and trusting where you need to be within that exactly right? exactly mad uh, you, you know what i was gonna say i could probably speak to you about this for a minute <laughs> and i want to get into your podcast what where did that stem from what is that so that that came so at the back end of this transition period after the breakdown that i was speaking about before um i basically i was on holiday with my friends and we we were We'd gone for a walk around the, the the village we were in in France. There was like five or six of us that had gone away and like four of us had gone on this walk. And we were talking about everything like, you know, football, girls, you know, nights out, you know, blood, blood you know, kind of like proper stuff that, you know, I say proper stuff, but stuff that boys <laughs> will, yeah, will always talk about. I was going to say proper laddie stuff. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, like the stuff that you should be talking yeah, about. Yeah, lads, lads, lads. <laughs> Go on, go on, go on. Um, <laughs> and then basically we started getting onto this idea of, I think we were talking about, okay, well, like, you know, what do we want to do like in the coming year? Have you got any kind of like goals? And one of the boys was like, yeah, I want to read more books. And this was a, a point in my life where I just started to try to read more and also listen to podcasts more. So we between us, we kind of set up this idea of a book club. And what that done was got me into this process of reading regularly. And through that, I discovered the kind of books that I like reading, which were kind of personal development, self-helpy, biography, like learning from people's experiences and and ideas and development, basically. And off the back of that and listening to the podcast as I was listening to, I was like, I need to find a podcast where I can relate to the people who are on it. Like, I want to hear the stories of of people who I'm interested in, like, because all the ones I was listening to was like big American guests and like big American business owners. And I couldn't, I could relate to it, but I couldn't relate. So like a, a Wretch Free 2, for example, like I'd love to hear his story would be a perfect example of that. But I couldn't find the podcast where that existed. So I said to myself, right, I'm going to start a podcast because I've got enough connections within music and I've got enough connections outside of music and just in, in general. Like I can have a few very interesting conversations with people and I wanted the podcast to be kind of motivational for people to do the things that they love and, and follow it. So try to learn from people who are already doing that. So that's where the idea started. And then I reached out to a few like personal contacts of, you know, peers more than anything. And the podcast just kind of grew from there, it kind of grew, you know, I started to interview people like with more of a following or bigger names or, they, you know, doing, you know, really inspirational things or, you know, whatever, who had like a really interesting story behind 
the work that they're doing and it's just kind of built like that and then everything else has kind of come off the back of it like the instagram like the content all of that stuff i got the chance to see one of your live podcasts remember oh bro you you hit me up yeah you're like yo ticket link Maybe oh, probably yeah. there's no, me no, probably no, no. feeling special. No, no. Like I got the one direct, the only <laughs> the invite. One. And yeah, then the you know when man just probably just slaps out the whole of the inbox. But I got it like it's like you interviewing the slum Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't you realize you were at that one. You know what? I was fully there, but after the podcast, I think, or after the actual episode, I just I think I, I dipped. I saw like loads of people around you. Yeah, yeah. I was like, no, you know what? If I need to speak to him or catch him at another yeah, point, yeah. it will happen. Like I had faith. I knew I knew I'd bump into you. Trust the process, some, right? Bro, I trusted the process. And then I see you at Roundhouse and it popped up. Um, but yeah, no, I saw your live podcast with Slum Flower. It was, it was refreshing because I haven't seen or been in an environment like that still mm. to this day. Oh, wow. And one of the things that you started off was you made everyone meditate. Yeah. I remember he was like, yo... Man's got nerves. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit nervous. So what I need everyone oh, mate, to do. Honestly, my heart was racing. Swear. Like, I'm, I am like one of the most chilled per, like people I know. Mm. And before any event or any speaking, I never like stress. I'm never like nervous. For some reason, I looked up and the room was full. And I could see like my family was there, like my mum, my auntie, my uncle, my dad, oh, like, my God. cousin. Probably, a whole like, family situation. You know what? Like these, they haven't really seen me in this environment talking the way I'm going to be talking through this so is that was that the first time? Yeah. And that just set me off. I was like, oh my God. Like, I swear, like, bro. So I, just, I witnessed like family history right there. Yeah, right? yeah, oh, pretty yeah. Much, yeah. I was part of the family that day. Yeah. So yeah, what, what was their feedback? What happened? Well, they, like, they were like, yeah, it was really good. Like, like really, like my mom had listened to a few of the podcasts, like the early ones. And, and she knew who the slum flower was because she obviously knew that I interviewed her and stuff. So she kind of had a like idea, but they'd never seen me sat down interviewing someone, having like a deep conversation about like, we were talking about therapy. We were talking Yo. about, I think we spoke about like race, Yo. like about you know bad parenting we mm. were speaking about everything and i'm fairly open like if someone asks me a question i will just give them like the honest answer like i'm not gonna hide my words or anything so that also scared me because like what if someone asked me like a question at the end and it's like i don't know there's just like all these things i just got really nervous which is why i did the meditation so like, but i did it at my first live show as well and it really helped me it helped kind of ground everyone and, and bring everyone onto the same kind of conscious level mm. and just you just felt like an ease in the room straight away. I don't know if you felt it on that it day It definitely, as well. like, it, it makes, you know what, it, it creates that collective energy exactly. as a whole. So if we've all done the exact same thing, mm. like, then you've kind of, you, you've, you've engaged us all. Like, mm. you're now, you're now we, we're in the palm of your hand. So yeah. however you want to lead us, then that's totally yeah. up to you. And also, I, I love meditating. So it's just yeah. a great way to introduce it to people as well, like a little two-minute meditation but yeah go on sorry carry on no 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 no. that was sick and like i said there's there's so many like tangents we could probably go off into but that in itself like that was an excellent like live show and it's not really where you stopped like at the moment not only are you doing like instagram um stories still releasing podcasts you have two podcasts on the go yeah and also you're freelancing as well Mm. you also had found the time within all of that to do what else write ebook yeah and what is what is this ebook what's 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 the premise of that and so where did that kind of come from so the ebook is called daily positive um practices to help you build and maintain a positive mindset so this was basically the, the ebook i wish that i had when i was going through everything i was going through like it was just it just for me i wanted to to write something that was a really practical guide and i'm not really about the really practical stuff like i talk about it a lot by meditating that isn't going to give you like an internal happiness like that has to come from within you but these are all things that help you tap into that part of you on some level so 
I wanted to write the ebook on the things that I have found the most helpful for me. So that was um, affirmations, um, being more self-aware, positive self-talk, meditation, exercise, um, morning routine is super important for me. And I think that's everything that's in it. So I've, I basically based the book around those five or six practical exercises in a way mm. and just wrote about it and you know wrote an introduction to myself and a bit about what I do and who I am and what self-awareness is and you know how the book will benefit you and then broke down each chapter into one of those things so like um meditation was was one of the chapters it was all about the benefits of meditation why I found it really helpful how I got into it what apps I used to to do it um, with a little meditation practice in there and also like a link to listen to a podcast episode of mine where I've spoken about meditation but also gone through a meditation practice so someone could have guided meditation to listen to and just yeah it was like a really practical kind of tools that people could use to kind of build and maintain a positive mindset because straight off the bat when I started reading it like I kind of appreciated and admired you were proper open and honest for like mm. the first chapter. Straight off the bat. Straight like, off yeah. it, it was like, yo, and then I've gone through this and this made me believe. And it was like, when you're reading that, you definitely see similarities and you can feel mm. like I felt some of the stuff you were saying, like about, you know, trying to find like being, being at a place where you're questioning a lot of stuff. And um, it throughout the actual book, it gives you practical tips that you can now apply to like work. So it might just be as well. All right, now do this daily task because mm. I, I now do that over a course of time. And how long did that whole book in itself take you to kind you of conjure up? Because it, it is a read. Like I said, if you depending on how fast or how slow you want to read it, yeah. um, it is easy to digest. Like yeah. the content in there is not super heavy, but it's insightful yeah. and can keep you motivated. Yeah, I think it's only like, what, 55 pages or something. Mm. So it's not massive. And it's quite spread out. So it's like, it's 55 pages, but it's not like loads of words on each page kind of thing. So basically, it only took me like four to six weeks to write and complete in total. So I started it mid-November. Yeah, mid-November, because it was just before my birthday. Mid-November, and I, I finished it in the last week of December, because obviously I wanted to release it first week of January. So... I just basically, I had some stuff that I already had written that I kind of adapted a little bit for, for the main part of it. And I kind of worked around that and then built the rest and then obviously had to design it. But it was all, it's, it's easy because it's all stuff that I kind of live my life by and how I live my life. So it was really easy to write in, in, a, in a strange way. Yeah. And what a lot of people might not actually know is that you have left your full-time yeah. job in order to pursue some of your passions, yeah. right? And how, tell me a bit about that thought process because definitely the way, like right now, like I think that is a lot of people are latched onto the thought of their nine to five providing security. And as your podcast is called Dreamers Disease, like there's wanting to have ambition and fulfilling some of your goals, but at the same time being weighted down by the, the idea that, look, I need to still pay rent. I still have people to maybe even myself to look after. I've got like a future to prep for. Maybe that's me getting lost again and not living in the moment. Mm. But how did that, where where in your mind was it like, yo, now is the time, bun this, I'm leaving. That's the end of it. This is the end of that. Mm. Do you know what? It's so mad because all of those questions that you just said, like I obviously went through my head. Like there's no question that like, I would have been like, oh my God, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to live? If I don't have no money, how am I, am I going to get work? Am I, you know, what if I, leave and then you know just all the questions basically but what I, what and really i probably should have done it sooner if anything but it came at the right time 
I know contradicts what I just said, but it came at the right time because essentially I had to make that decision that I felt comfortable enough to do it. So I knew that I had enough money to cover me for three months, worst case, four months, maybe worst, worst case if I didn't have any work. Mm. Um, and I knew, also knew if I got to the end of that pot of money, I could just go get another job. Like it's not a thing. Just go and get another job. Like jobs do still exist after you leave one job, right? <laughs> so you can still go and get another job. So that was a, like a comforting thing for me. It was like, okay, cool. You can do this. And then it was just having the faith in like, I know what I'm good at in terms of the work that I do, which is social media. And I know that there's work out there for it. So it's just putting yourself out there. And the, the main thing for me was like, the more time I spent in full-time work, the more agitated and the more... Was your soul feeling restless? Were you feeling yes. a bit like, yes. were you going in every day? Like maybe you love it because you did say you loved no, the people. Dude. The environment you were in was sick, but there was there like some uncertainty like in your in your heart, in your core? Exactly. And essentially, like I said, great job, great place to be, great people. But that wasn't giving, that wasn't building my reality. My reality was coming from inside. And what my inside was saying was like, you need to move on from here. This isn't the place to be right now. And the more time I spent there, the more restless I was getting, the more anxiety I was getting. And the more time I was spending on my own stuff, like writing, like recording the podcast, the more present and in the moment I was being and the more the more I was living with that purpose I was talking about and not chasing a purpose. Mm. So I was like, okay, how can I do more of this? So the simple thing for me was to, to leave a full-time job, go freelance, and I will only work four days a week. So I know that Fridays are the day that I can free up for my work when I need to do more. So most of that ebook was written on, on, Friday. on Fridays over, over the, 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 the four to six week period. Should have called it Friday Thoughts. Should have done, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll do like, another bro, thing yeah, on Friday Thoughts. Yeah, do another, yeah. Like, let's make it a running thing. Um. Um, and yeah, that was it. That was the decision. The decision after that was easy. And that thing of like trusting the process again, like the seconds, like before I'd even left my job, I'd already been offered work straight off the bat. Like I hadn't even left my job and I'd already been offered work for when I'd end it. So I basically, I finished working full time in August and I decided to go away for, I think it was about 10 days, 12 days in the end. I just went and, my mum and dad were away in France. I just went and stayed with them for the, the 12 days because it was like- Were they night. supportive? Yeah, 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 like, yeah. I think, it, and again, don't get me wrong, I think it's scary, it's still a scary place for them mm -hmm. because like, they're obviously going to naturally worry about me mm. and you know, what money am I earning and am I working and all this sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, I was like, I can always get another job. Mm. Like, it's really not that big a deal. I just have to trust that it's all going to work out. And like I said, it did because I got offered work pretty much straight away. So I went away for the 12 days. I started a four-week contract straight away. Before I ended that four-week contract, I got offered another three-month contract. And that Mr. Employable over yeah, here. And that, you know, that, that three-month contract has then been extended again for another two months. Like I had a couple of meetings before I left with people and put the word out mm. a little bit. And the work just came, came in. And it's like, it sounds very like fortunate obviously and it's not always going to be like that i know that but at the moment this is the only moment we have like i was yeah. saying like well why do i need to worry about what's going to happen in three months you don't like, have any kids do you no nah. all right cool now that's sick yeah <laughs> you're cool i was just being yeah it's like well uh, what's <laughs> happening out here but so if if it was like we'll talk about someone like me let's say hypothetically i was like yo bro like i actually want to take this seriously i want to see what i can do with peace of no mind i want to take it far should i leave my job what advice would you give me i mean one of the things I do in my coaching is I don't give direct advice because okay. in my head, like if I would say, 
I would probably say, yeah, but, but I don't know your full situation, right? I don't know your circumstances. I don't know what bills you have to pay. I don't know. Several kids. Your, yeah, if you've got kids. You know, do you know what I mean? I don't know that picture. It's only <laughs> you fundamentally will know when the time is right. And yeah. that can only come through what you feel and in your thinking, essentially. And that what that's what happened for me. Like I thought about it for a long, long time. Mm. A long, long time. I thought about it for about a year. Like, how can I leave? Like, what's the... Do I find another job? Do I do this? Do I do that? And essentially, the time just came where I knew it was the right time to do it. That's it. I'm handed in my notice. I'm going to take a holiday to break up this period of, like, full-time work and come back fresh, fresh mindset, like, all this stuff. And it's just been, like, consistent. Like, there hasn't been uh, an issue with it. And, like, the more time I can put into the things that I love doing, the happier I am and the better quality I can, you know, value I can provide for people because I'm living my truth and, you know, all of these things. It's just... Authenticity strolling yeah, through man. the veins, man. Yeah. And you, you were saying there isn't like a right or wrong answer either. Like what you live in is what you live in. Like exactly. you can't say to someone leave and then just be yeah. done with like, that. The best like, the best way I can put it is it's not your job. I'm not speaking directly to you. I'm speaking please as, speak as a directly to me, bro. It's not it's not your job that's making you unhappy. It's your thinking and your feeling of what your job is that is making you unhappy. It's not the circumstance of the job. Like because there's people at your work again, not speaking directly to you, but it's people. there's people at your work who love the job and they're doing the same thing. So it can't be the job that's making you unhappy because it makes someone else happy. So it's your thinking and feeling around that job that is making you unhappy. And sometimes the passion as well. You know when you've got a passion inside yeah. or a drive to do something and you feel like you haven't actualized, you're not actualized. That's that constant pursuit of trying to do and think and be more mm. whereas if you're not content in that current situation that mm. might not be the job but with who you are and where you are mm. then you are always going to feel restless yeah. but also it's like people will live too far ahead of themselves they're not living in the moment they're living five years ahead of themselves it's like you don't even know if you're going to make it to that five years in a real real and that's yeah. not a time that even exists it that literally does not even exist mm. that's just a construct of your mind like because you'll get to that place that moment in five years and your life will be, be completely different to what you thought do you see what i mean why fuss about it what can we expect from something like dreamers disease in the next like what in the next year or yeah so like what's important for me is like dreamers disease and me as alex manzi as as, as a coach two separate entities <clears throat> yeah in a way but also the same thing if yeah. that makes sense yeah um my my thing is like what is super important to me is to have value that anyone can access so that is you know on one level free stuff so the podcast the instagram post the ebooks free anyone can go and subscribe and download it but it's available from thedreamersdisease.co.uk forward slash ebook free to just take enjoy if someone wants to then invest further and and put more time and effort into something and what i'm working on in a minute is a coaching package which will be a series of six videos that people can subscribe to it and buy and they can rewatch them and then obviously there's like coaching with myself which will be another level of physical one-to-one like one-to-one not like it doesn't have to be in the same room it can be you know i do a lot of it over the phone or, mm. or facetime or skype or whatever that's another thing then there, there'll be like the event workshops like there'll be so many different elements to what it is you know maybe another ebook further down the line like there'd just be different entry points for people and it's like if if you want to just take the free stuff cool 
Like, if you're taking that and getting value... Like, <laughs> but it's still, yeah. As long as you're getting value from it, but yeah. if you want to, you know, get more value and invest further, like, there's options there. And if you want to go beyond that one more, there's an option there. And if mm. you want to go beyond that one more, there's an option there. So... Mm. And if you want to go a little bit further than that, there's some T-shirts that look very <laughs> sick still. Very, very sick. The yeah. Chase Your Dreams T-shirts, man. I, I blatantly got one. Look, I could speak to you for time and I'm sure you haven't even accessed all of the knowledge that we could be tapping into. But it's one of those, I want to know, like, what is one of the biggest lessons you've learned in life? Um, man, oh, man, what a question. So, so the biggest lesson I have learned, I, I would say right now, in this moment, the thing that's come to me is that nothing on, and I've said this, you know, in different ways already, nothing on the outside world affects who you are, what you are, your happiness, your whatever. Everything comes internally. And it's like the more you can understand that connection with your thoughts and your feelings, the more you can live your life more presently and in the moment. And it's like, we just live in this world where we're taught external things make us. They don't. It's the other way around. We make the external things a reality. And that is like the biggest message. Like that's the underlining message or everything that I do and talk about and, and teach. And that, that's the only way for me that is, you know, a feasible way to be living your life. Because everything else would just be short-term highs. Mm. Like, oh yeah. Like I've had moments where like I got the job, you know, my job at One Extra and it was like, yeah, amazing. I've got this amazing job, One Extra. That just proved to be like a short-term high. Like after six months, 12 months, I was like, oh. What, what am I looking for I'm next? Not, I'm, not, next? I'm not that happy anymore. Mm. Like, so you, you're constantly looking for like the next thing. How do I become happy? What is, you know, my happiness? What's my purpose? But that only comes from within when you're truly like able to access that. And that makes you unshakable. Hey, Alex, you are the guy still. I'm going to keep watching your progress because Thanks. you're doing big bits. Tell the people of Peace and No Mind where they can find some of your podcasts, just everything that you have. Yeah. At the um, all right. So the first thing I would say, check out the podcast, Dreamers Disease. That's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. It's on most um, podcast platforms. The ebook is out there. It's free, daily positive. You can just go to thedreamersdisease.co.uk slash ebook subscribe for free you basically put in your email you get sent a download link simple as that there's no catches there's no anything you just get your free ebook and you can learn from it you can take from it what you want there's loads of value in there um, it's all about creating a positive mindset for yourself or the entry point into like accessing that part of yourself uh, and then instagram is where i hang out most of the time at i am alex manzi you know watch my stuff comment on my stuff DM me, whatever. Like, I'm always replying to people. I'm always having conversations. I will join you lot soon. Love and light.